so this mic was really strange like I said because you basically perform in a cage which felt weird you know but one cool thing was that there there was an audience there were people that weren't comedians in the place which is just a I love seeing that I love seeing people that didn't know there was an open mic and they're like what the hell is happening what are they telling jokes came here for the beer to be in this distillery now you got all these people telling penis jokes and I'm very uncomfortable but you know some of them stayed and there was this table of about four people that I wish would have stayed but right when they called my name this table was like oh shit he's performing no absolutely we gotta go guys and they all left but I went up there, and like I said, it was it was a little bit awkward, but it was such a beautiful room that I was very excited about it. And maybe I was too excited because I forgot some of my material. Material I had been practicing and, you know, trying to get memorized for the past three or four days. You know, I had run it over in my head at least 55 times. But there's something about being up on stage... And when you don't get a laugh that you expect, which is its own conversation, whether or not you should expect it, but when you don't get one that you expect it, at least it throws me off a little bit. And unfortunately for me, my opener was that joke. You know, it didn't didn't really do great what you'll hear. Um, and then... For whatever reason, that just kind of made me start speeding things up, you know, because when when the room gets quiet, I just start talking a little bit. That's my curse. When things get quiet, I just kind of start talking. You know, so I go up and I do that set and. And like I said, it was like a six out of ten. There were some jokes that I like. And so I'm going to. I'm going to take the same set, but, you know, not forget any of my jokes or forget anything that I want to say. And I'm going to go do another mic tonight. But whatever. You don't want to hear about that. You want to hear the set. So this is this is the set from Denver Distillery. from that set is, I don't know, is this a thing? Maybe it's a thing. That's what comedy is, basically. We're just trying out to see if anything is a thing. Let's keep trying, guys. We uh, got another great comedian for you coming up next. Uh, by the way, comedians, uh, if you want to get more stage time after this mic, uh, there's ladies night uh, just a block over a wet wheel room. Uh, but our next comedian coming to the stage now is Dano. Give it up for Dano, everybody. This is amazing. I love this. I love all these bars right here. I feel like I'm working. Like I'm back in the kitchen. Is that okay? Um, I went to a psychic today. He told me I was going to die from eating eggs. Dude, I'm so over mediums, you know what I mean? Just like always thinking that they know better than you or like they know what's best for me. And to be fair, she did tell me that this joke wouldn't do well. 
here I am using it as my opener. So, I don't know, psychics are just kind of a scam to me. I feel like they're just trying to get into your wallet, you know. Which is another scam, by the way. Wallets? Dude, wallets are the biggest scam in the world. You're like, hi, I need something I can put my money in. They're like, great, that'll be $20. You get the wallet, you're like, dude, what the hell do I do with this thing? I don't need this anymore. Like, no, keep it. It's like, you can keep all the business cards that psychics give you. All right. We're trying things. Um, And, uh, man, I, I saw a woman get robbed today, which isn't easy to talk about, but I saw a woman get robbed. And first of all, let me just say, what a time to be alive like we live in this digital age and everybody's connected and things are convenient. Everything's easier, except robberies apparently. Like this dude ran up to a woman and he was like, give me all your money. And she was like, oh my God, do you have Venmo? (laughs) And then they exchanged information. Dude, it was the weirdest thing I've ever seen in my life. It's like, you're the one with the cat, right? Like, this is you with the... No, yeah, that's me. Insane, man. But we love the phone. Dude, I love my phone so much. I love my phone so much, sometimes it looks like I invited it to have lunch with me. Based on the way that I'm looking at it. Just sitting at the table, the two of us set up across and just sitting there staring. People are walking by like, oh my god, you guys are cute. Like, no, we're not actually. It's a pretty bad relationship. So it's just like, history, delete, history, delete. My phone's like, I don't even know who you are anymore. And I'm like, exactly. Let's keep it that way. Man. Um, you know, I don't, I don't like that song, Moves Like Jagger. But if Mick Jagger ever died of Parkinson's, I feel like I know the perfect song to play at his funeral. Um, do you guys know what blowjobs are? Yeah. I was getting a blowjob and this girl was gonna try something new, right? So she's like, how's that? Like, well, I like where your head's at. Yeah, all right. Same reaction she had. She was like, (laughs) Um, What else? What else, guys? Um, You know, just a little piece of advice, I guess. If you and your friends ever want to go commit a drive-by shooting, you can call shotgun and still logically sit in the back seat. All right, I want to leave on that one. Thanks so much, you guys. I appreciate it. That was it. I guess, you know, first of all, I just want to apologize for the audio quality. I'm recording all of these sets on my phone. I don't know if the speaker's the best, if I even need to apologize, or if I've, you know, or if this apology is like five episodes overdue. I have no idea, but like I said, it was like a six out of ten set. Now, at least how it went in my head, it started going, uh, it didn't start great. I really like this this over medium joke that I do. Which I mean, if you hear it, if you listen, nobody caught the over medium joke. And now, like there is, there's there's a funny part, I guess, in saying like, um, you know, the psychic told me that this joke wouldn't do well. That part's okay. 
that part's okay, but I really, you know, I, I like the over-medium punchline a lot, and it just didn't didn't really land that time. Um, but one great thing, at least about that joke, was that after that set, um, the bartender who was working, that I believe her name was Stephanie, but the bartender came over and she was like, by the way, that over-mediums joke was fantastic. It was a little bit dry. I feel like you should just... You know, you should emphasize that punchline a little bit more. Which I appreciate the hell. I mean, I told you, man, like, comedians, comedians get all of their validation from people laughing or people appreciating their jokes. Now, I got to be honest, like, I don't get all of my validation from that, but dude, I had feels good when someone's like, hey, I like that joke. It just feels good. You know, she was like, yeah, it was pretty funny, but you need a, I think you need to hit those words just a little bit more. And so I'll try, I'll try that joke again, but I'll try it in a different, you know, inflection or um, like a different tone, different pacing and cadence or whatever. These are all just synonyms for, for the same thing, basically. Uh, And then there's this joke that I really like telling that often doesn't do well, and I believe in it. It's the wallets joke. I do believe in that joke. You know, I feel like it, it has value, but for whatever reason, you know, I think I've told it like, I don't know, maybe like two or three times, and it just doesn't ever hit like I expect it to. You know, we could talk about whether or not you should expect laughter or just keep talking, but I mean, it's a stand-up comedy, so a little bit you should expect laughter. I've just heard other comedians go like, no, you just need to keep on talking, dude, don't worry. Yeah, but uh, that wallets joke, I do, I like that a lot. Um, you know, something that always at least throws me off, and this is something I'm trying to get better at, is when I really like a joke and it doesn't land. You know, and when I when I get to that punchline and then nothing has happened, nobody's laughed, not even a chuckle. Uh, that that throws me off just a little bit because now I feel like, oh shit, I'm I'm behind in my LPM, my laughs per minute. You know what I mean? I'm behind in my laughs, and so now I need to like rush to the next laugh. And as soon as you start thinking that, your whole set could bomb. It could happen. Um. And I guess that's that's kind of what I started doing because, you know, all the material that I had memorized was longer than, I don't know, what was that? That was like less than five minutes. I'm pretty sure that was like four minutes and 30 seconds or something like that. Um, and I mean, I had about five minutes and, and I didn't want to include a couple of those one-liners at the end, but, you know, like I said... Sometimes you just start rushing through your material and and it it just ruins your set. But but I'll keep telling that Waltz joke. I'll I'll just work on it. You know I gotta I gotta get better at dealing with the quiet. You know that's one of the hardest things I guess besides speaking in front of people, which you eventually I promise you eventually get over that. Besides that, it's like. You know, you go up and you might expect laughter and you don't, you don't get it. And it just kind of, I don't know, man. I'm bugging out on that one. I'm bugging out a little bit because I really like that joke. I like telling it, but 
You know, it doesn't get the respect it deserves. But then the next joke is one that I love telling. And, you know, a lot of my close friends have heard this joke personally. Because I just love telling it. I love this joke so much. And that's the joke about a lady getting robbed. And she goes, oh, my God, do you have Venmo? Dude, that's one of my favorite punchlines that I've ever thought of. Hands down, I love that. You know, there are about, like, there are very, maybe like three or four friends, a very select few, that have heard that joke at least a hundred times. I feel like you three know who you are. Um, you know, and, and it does well, and I like that joke, so I'm going to keep telling that joke. I don't know if I need to, you know, change the wording a little bit or work on the setup or the premise a little bit more, but I know that that punchline's solid, so I'm going to keep doing that. I very much like that one. And actually what I was supposed to talk about right after that is is this little, like, minute and a half or two-minute bit about notifications. And basically the idea is that you can tell exactly who a person is by the types of notifications they get on their phone. You know, and then... You know, I would have like pointed out some people like this guy got a lot of notifications, probably p- pretty popular. And then I go like that girl. I've seen her check her phone like three or four times and nothing on her screen. So probably super clingy. And I really wanted to do that, but I just I froze in this weird moment and I didn't know exactly what to keep going with. And so. As I'm sure, you know, you've heard by now and you're probably sick of this joke. I just instinctively go to the blowjob joke. And I don't know what that is, you know, and I don't consider myself a dirty comic. And that joke is probably like the dirtiest joke I have. But for whatever reason, I just always go back to that joke. Uh, and, And I mean, you'll probably end up hearing it a couple more times. I know... I feel like I'm getting sick of it, dude. So that's the only reason I say, like, you're probably getting sick of it. Or the audience is probably getting sick of it. You know, anybody that's seen me, I'd say I've told that joke, like, the last five to ten times I've performed. And it's pretty hit or miss, you know. I'd say it's, like, 40% success rate. You know, and other times it's just a lot of, like, ah, a lot of those which some comedians live off of. You know, a lot of comedians I know live off of the groan. And if you can do that and if you can master that, that's so admirable. But I strive for a little bit more than the groan. You know what I mean. Right? All my fellas at? Where they at? You know what I mean? You strive for more than that groan. Why am I making this? Dude, I'm not. I'm not this dude. I'm not the dude that tells blowjob jokes. But I do like that joke a lot. Um, and then I believe after that, I, I, I'd say this joke about shotguns and a drive-by shooting. Not a joke that I'm very proud of, you know. I guess it's a little bit... I guess it's shitty to joke about something like that, you know, in, in this day and age. But again, this was me kind of freezing on stage and, you know, a little bit forgetting my material. And this is a joke I thought of when I was like 17. I have no idea where it came from or why I pulled it out of the bag. I didn't have it 
written on anything. I didn't even bring my notebook to this open mic. You know, it was just something that I just felt like telling. But it did okay. It did okay. And it, I just, you know, I'm not that type of comedian, I guess. And, I, and I'll say that I personally don't have a problem with that joke. But I have a problem when other people have a problem. And I just feel like if you're going to joke about a shooting of any sort, you know, that you're bound to run into uh, like offending somebody. And this is a huge debate in in all comedy, not even just like open mic Denver comedy. This is, you know, whether or not you should offend somebody or change your material because it offends somebody. You know, that's like this ongoing, dis- like, it should ultimately be the comedian's decision. You know, all of these people have voluntarily agreed to go listen to this comedian, you know, and like nowhere on the flyers or nowhere on ticket sales or tickets does it say might joke about a shooting you know you go there and you willingly participate to listen to whatever this comedian or whatever this person has to say and it's okay you might not agree with everything but you don't need to make it entirely about yourself and your feelings and I just kind of feel like that's where PC comedy is headed or at least the PC movement and you know, where if one person gets their feelings hurt, the entire community, like, rushes to their aid and, you know, tries to make sure that they're okay. Look, I don't necessarily like joking about shooting, but I'm not going to, like, rush to somebody's comfort if they get offended. And I'll be honest, I mean, like, I, I curse a little bit on stage, and, you know, my, my end goal is to be, like, a totally clean comic. I think that that's a little bit more challenging, but I also like how universal it is, you know, and that you can take that literally anywhere. You can take clean comedy if it's good anywhere. You know, you don't just want to get up on stage and tell a bunch of dad jokes or, a, like, a bunch of zingers like I did uh, that night at the saloon when I got heckled. That was just a one-liner set. I was trying something out, but... Anyways, anyways, kind of a tangent, I guess. And then I and then I ended. I go, all right, I'm going to end on that one. Really, the only reason is because I just, you know, I didn't have my notebook, so I didn't have any more, any more, like, bullet points. That's really what I do. I just write bullet points, and they say, like, at least three words, and and that's how I know what to talk about. Like, it'll say phone to lunch and I'll be like oh dude I love my phone so much sometimes it looks like I invited my phone to have lunch with me you know so those are the bullet points that I see in my notebook and I didn't have it so I was just like hey that one got a laugh you know it got like a little bit a little chuckle so I was like I'll just leave on that one um, and, and it was an okay set there weren't a ton of comedians I think total maybe like maybe like six or seven and this was a great mic. The Atomic Farm mic is fantastic. I love how early this mic starts. 6.30. 6.30 p.m. o'clock, this open mic starts. Almost unheard of in common. That's basically the afternoon. 6.30? Dude, so many mics are like 10 p.m. sign up. You get there. The host shows up at 11.30. When I say so many, I mean the one that I went to before this one. But a lot of mics are late. A lot of mics 
just you know I'm learning that comedy is comedy lives in the night and a little bit through the morning it's not really a daytime thing and it's not really like an afternoon thing it's like you know if I mean if you've ever been to a comedy show dude it usually starts at like 7.30 to 9 probably prime comedy hours but I, anyways, I just love that this one was at 6.30. That was fantastic. Now, the sign-up was at 6.30. Mike started at 7. But either way, like I just like being there a little bit early. Uh, and, you know, I can't wait to go back to that mic. That is every other Thursday, so I won't be there next Thursday. But, you know, I'm going to get back there that following Thursday and hopefully have a, a little bit of a better set. Yeah, that's what I say every week. Hopefully, I'll be better next week. And you know what? That's what we strive to do. Try to get better every single time. But I do appreciate, you know, the bartender and then Jake for hosting that. And all the comedians that I saw were awesome, dude. You know? Sorry if you hear those honks. You know exactly what that is. Those are fucking cars honking. There's a car's honking because I'm sitting in a car. Because I'm insane, dude. I'm in why am I sitting in a car? One of my ideas was like there's less noise. You know, it's a little bit it's a little bit better acoustically and then you hear fucking six car horns in 2 minutes. Oh, Jesus, Dan. That's all right. I'll get a recording studio soon. That's what I'll do. I'll just turn my entire apartment into a recording studio to record podcast for free for the rest of my life maybe I don't I don't have too much else to talk about besides this thing that I've been going through recently and now last week I I think I I'm, I talked a little bit about you know being sad that my friends were leaving or that they had left and Maybe this is how I'm dealing with it, you know, what I'm going through now. And I know that I'm being vague. I'm doing that deliberately. I'm. It's hard to say. This is hard for me to say and for me to admit. But I just got to do it. I'm just going to say it. I've been going through a Shakira phase, which is exactly what that sounds like. I've been listening to so much Shakira. Shakira music Shakira the she-wolf you know there's a she-wolf in the closet open up and set her free you know what I mean Shakira's hips don't lie everybody knows that they can only tell the truth the whole truth and nothing but the truth Shakira's hips are under oath you know both of them both of them or like, I, I, I don't want to go to hell. I swore on the Bible. You know, everything I say is the truth. You know, this is the Shakira that that made a hit song, one hit song in two languages. Think about that, dude. She She wrote a song, Objection Tango, which is the English version, but the exact same song, same instrumental, same chorus, rhythmically, exists in Spanish. Blows my mind. 
that one song is a hit in two different languages. That's admirable as heck, dude. That's amazing. That's amazing. How do you not go through a Shakira phase? And you're like, well, how did, how did this even start? Why did you start listening to Shakira? And I would love to answer this hypothetical question that a hypothetical listener asked. All right, this is what happened. I parked my car in the parking lot of my apartment complex one afternoon. I get out of my vehicle and I'm walking to my building. I pass a couple of other buildings on the way there. And one of my neighbors, you know, who whose address shall remain anonymous. You know, and I'm not talking about 6743 building number 10. I'm not talking about that building. I want this to remain anonymous. But I was walking by this building and, you know, they had some music playing. And one of the songs that was playing was, uh, it was this song that I recognized from when I was a baby. You know, I say baby, I was like like six years old, maybe five or six years old. But I recognized it from, now that's what I call music six. Um, you're like, you listen to now that's what I call music? Yeah, I did. I started at number six, though. I don't want you to think like I'm some diehard. This was the song that was playing as I was walking by my neighbor's apartment. The kisses of the sun were sweet, I didn't like I didn't uh, like an exotic drink, the radio playing songs. Radio so that song was playing, and I can't help but jam in the park. Dude, I almost start fucking breakdancing in the goddamn parking lot, dude. That song touched my soul. Like I said, I remember it from when I was a child. From now, that's what I call music, volume number six. How does it, what does this have to do with Shakira? All right, okay, you know, you're getting pushy, so I'll just, I'll cut to it. Well, I go home, I get into my room, and I'm like, I gotta, I gotta find that song. So I look up now. That's what I call music six. And on, now that's what I call music seven because I had just listened to five. Now that's what I call musics in a row. Because it's fantastic. You know that's what they call music. Anyways, like on volume ten or eleven, Shakira's objection is on there, and I forget how fantastic Shakira is. And in that moment, I'm like. I fucking love Shakira. I got I, I got to listen to every Shakira song. So for like three, five, ten days now. You know it's been it's been Shakira. It's been Shakira, and I don't. You know I don't I don't speak Spanish, per se. And but I feel like I I learned a little bit of Spanish listening to Shakira, dude. She got hits in Spanish. She got those hits in Espanol. And so that's, you know, again, not not easy for me to say or to admit 
know, I know a lot of men maybe don't want to admit that they listen to Shakira or that they like Shakira, but I fucking love Shakira's music. Shakira. Fantastic. Fantastic. And so is this song, by the way. Ah. Uh. Ah. Uh. And so that was my week. That that was the week that I had. That was the mic that I did. Um, I need to get out of here because I'm about to pass out from, uh, you know, heat exhaustion. So I'm going to go inside and drink some water. But I do thank you so much for listening. And again, dude, all, all emails are appreciated every single one i swear just the email is in the bio email anything dude email anything and i would love to read it on the on the podcast so you know thanks so much for listening uh. and now you're gonna have to stop listening to this song and listen to some queens of stone age but all right peace